the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever we are americans this is always right on am 1420 the answer is your host bob france yes indeed good morning to you thank you for joining us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock On a Monday, the 14th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2022, and the first day, the very first day of the three-hour edition of Always Right on AM 1420. Yes, sir. Something we've been looking to for a very long time. We often have... Not often, all the time. We have way, way too much information, education, and entertainment and discussion with you and for you to fit into two hours. We've been needing this for a very long time. We've been working toward this for a very long time. And I'm so glad to tell you that it is here now. So once 11 o'clock rolls around, uh, don't think you're done with Always Right for the day. You're not. you got a bonus hour coming up. Technically, it's about 45 because we're going to get Bill O'Reilly in at the end of the hour uh, with his commentary. But uh, nonetheless, we have our third hour now and i'm very excited uh, about that so i welcome you to join us and be a big part of it today particularly in that third hour at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110 you may also of course reach us on the website which i have launched in accordance with our third hour to coincide with our third hour of this broadcast always us. i was using that already this morning i was doing a little radio down in texas this morning helping out some friends uh and sitting in and uh i put this to 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 good use down there and it works 
like a charm. What am I talking about? I'm talking about alwaysright.us. Right below the logo for the station, you're going to see a red button that says sound off. Click here to record your own voice message. And all you got to do is click there, put in your name and your email address, and then click record. And and your computer or your phone's uh, microphone will record you, and then you push send, and it comes to me. And it comes to me very simply and very easily on my screen, and then I can play it right here. You can listen to yourself on live radio. It's an embarrassment to be an American these days. And that was the first message I got down in Houston, Texas this morning, again, helping out some friends, because we were talking about the embarrassment that is Kamala Harris and her giggle fit in in Poland and her inability or refusal, and I don't know which one it was, to answer direct questions uh, when she was in uh, Romania. And we're talking about the embarrassment that is Kamala Harris, and I asked people to sound off on that. Is there is there any uh, uh, concern with racism or misogyny in criticizing Kamala Harris for these things? I had to ask that, of course, because that's exactly what the uh, cackling shrews on The View had to say about it, if you criticize uh, Kamala Harris. What it is is that they constantly question the qualifications of black women, and that's why people are saying that she's unprepared. And- oh, what it is is that they... <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why. So I I was just asking folks, is there any concern whatsoever that criticizing Kamala Harris is is based in her race or in her gender as opposed to her competency? Uh, And and we just talk about the direction of the country and uh, the responses are coming in. Recognizing the incompetence of a person has nothing to do with their gender or skin color. It's not racist. It's not misogynist. It's just a friggin' fact. And there you go. It's just that simple. You want to hear yourself on the radio, and if you have something to add to the conversation, don't just don't just leave a message to leave a message just to hear yourself. I won't play it. I'm going to play the good stuff. I'm going to play the good stuff that you have to say in response to the topics we're talking about. Or if you've got a question you'd like to ask me uh, and you can't listen uh, live, and you, so you can't call the show and say, hey, Bob, here's what I want to ask, you can leave that message 24 hours a day. If you're listening to the show via podcast at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 o'clock in the morning, you can say, I'm going to go to the alwaysright.us webpage, click the uh, sound off button, and I am going to uh, ask Bob that question. Then the next morning, listen, and I'll, uh, or next show, listen, and I'll play the uh, the best responses and best questions and best uh, comments, and, and we'll talk about them. So I really want to involve you in as many ways as possible. To my knowledge, nobody else is doing this. I mean, yeah, I know Gallagher, and I know uh, Elder, and a lot of the others. They got voicemails and phone lines that you can call. Nothing that is digital quality like this, and nothing that is easier than just uh, whatever computer you're listening on, mobile or otherwise, to just hit sound off, record your message for Bob, and go away. And then just wait for it to be heard. So uh, it's a great feature of alwayswrite.us. I encourage you to check out. By the way, one more selfless, selfish, not selfless. I'm being very selfish here. When I tell you about uh, alwaysright.us, which is a comprehensive news and uh, conservative information site, I just had to add the feature that I did last night. It's called, What Did This Idiot Just Say? And and it's going to be a daily update or maybe an every other day update because we get daily idiocy from the left anyway. But I'm putting video or audio links under What Did This Idiot Just Say? just so that we could experience it. Uh, And you should check back every day. This is the one that drove it. This is the one that made me feel like I had to do this right now. President Biden has said that Americans will feel some pain for the sake of defending freedom and liberty. But there does seem to be no end game in sight. 
how long should Americans expect, how long should we be bracing for um, this really sort of um, historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices? In terms of uh, the discussions that the President Johannes and I had, uh, they ranged in subject, including the issue of the Black Sea, and I'll let him explain in more detail as he would like. Uh, but we are, again, fully aware and apprised because we are in constant communication with the President, with his administration here, about the concerns that they have about the entire region and, frankly, the vulnerability. All you have to do is look at the map. <laughs> what did this idiot just say? What did, what did she say? And in what way did it have anything to do with the question that was asked? And why does she just toss word salad after word salad in front of live international media every time there's a microphone? How? Why? So that's a new feature. She might dominate it for the near future. In fact, she probably would dominate it if, if it weren't for Biden himself, because you never know when you're going to get a... True international average of pressure. Uh, and really ask yourself, you know you know the thing. I mean, the, the idiocy that comes from these people and that ideology, that leftist socialist ideology, it's just a treasure trove of insanity, of stupidity, of embarrassment, and of all of the above. It is a treasure trove of those things. So that's a new feature, and it's going to be on there every single day. If there's a big headline, you'll see it underneath the, head, the headline news stories uh, called "What Did This Idiot Just Say?" So today, that was uh, that was your idiocy. All right, we got so much to do. Jim Jordan's coming up at nine thirty-five. What do you say we start this show and get into the monologue and the news of the day by rising patriots? Go ahead and stand up if you uh, have. Um, a flag nearby, why don't you go ahead and face that if you don't? I had somebody tell me, I had so many speaking engagements the last few days. I spoke uh, at the Avon Avon Lake Republican Club on Thursday. I emceed Bringing America Back to Life Friday and Saturday, and I have so many people coming up and telling me, Bob, thank you for the pledge. This is what I, they show me their flags on their little phones, and they'll uh, tell me where, one one lady said, I'm in the car at that time every single day. I can't look at a flag, but I always have my hand over my heart, and she showed me, and I just so respected that. So, patriots, put your hand over your heart if you can. Look at a flag if you can. And if you can't, just say it with us. Um, remember how I tell you that if you're a leftist, that you probably don't believe in the flag and the uh, uh, the nation for which it stands anyway, so you can take a knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback? Your favorite ex-quarterback is back in the news. I'll tell you about him after we go ahead and do this for the rest of us. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all yeah uh, just when you think that you may have heard the last for a while or whatever of uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, he's back, or at least he says he wants to come back. This is not the lead story of the day, but I just want to get it because it ties in with the pledge and something he would take a knee for. Colin Kaepernick, who has not played in the NFL in five years, was reported by a couple of reporters that he reached out to 
who described him as being in the best shape of his life, and he's ready to play. He tweeted yesterday, quote, For the past five years, I've been working out and staying ready in case an opportunity to play presented itself. I'm really grateful to my trainer, who I've been throwing to all this time. But, man, do I miss throwing to professional route runners. Who's working? I will pull up. So he's asking for receivers to come and work out with him, so he has somebody to throw to. I just need to tell you what's going on here, because the left continues to argue that as an example of American oppression of minorities, as an example of American intolerance for for minority points of view, as an example of America's systemic racism, Colin Kaepernick hasn't been allowed to play. He's been blackballed by the league. That's been his argument and their argument for the last five years, right? So let's t- let's talk about what this really is. First of all, the lie that, quote, I've been working out and staying ready in, cra- in case an opportunity to play presented itself. He has had numerous opportunities to play in the last five years. There was never a blackballing. There have been offers for him to try out for teams for backup quarterback roles. Nobody sees him as a starter in the National Football League. But maybe as a backup, we can talk. Let's have a tryout. He was never interested in being a backup and never interested in taking the league minimum or some backup salary. The reason he was out of the league in the first place isn't because he was cut. He exercised an opt exercised an opt out in his contract that allowed him to become a free agent. He thought he'd be worth more on the open market than he was being paid in the last year of his contract. So he he put his name out there on the free agent wire, and nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him because they could see that he wasn't very good anymore. But more importantly, he was going to be a massive headache from a PR standpoint because of all of the controversy he generated with his actions on the sideline, kneeling during the anthem, and then his comments off the field and wearing uh, uh, T-shirts to press conferences in Miami, Florida, of all places, with pictures and tributes to Castro in front of the massive Cuban-American population of Miami. He goes down there in a Castro T-shirt clearly trying to sabotage his own chances of playing and thus being able to play the I was blackballed because I'm black card. Well, first of all, he's half black. Second of all, he was raised by white parents. Third of all, he was raised in a very well-to-do family. He is not oppressed, nor is he in any way, shape, or form uh, underprivileged. But most importantly, he doesn't want to play football. Now you may say, what does all this mean? Why are you talking about this? Because this is why. Colin Kaepernick trying to pretend that he's being blackballed from the league and he really wants to play, especially given the fact that he was given opportunities by several teams that he sabotaged uh, by being late or moving the workout an hour and a half from where it was supposed to be and seeing if the scouts or the uh, uh, evaluators would chase him to those places to watch him throw sabotaging his his chances every way, it gives him an opportunity to continue to make millions of dollars. That's what's behind this. Do you understand the multi-million dollar contract he got from Nike? To be their activist spokesman? To be the leader of Woke Inc.? Do you know how much money he got from Netflix to allow the documentary that was done on him? Do you know how much money he gets from book deals? He is making far more money as an activist by expanding his activism brand than he could ever make playing football now. 
because he's only going to get a, a backup quarterback salary if he ever wanted to play or if he ever actually you know was serious about playing again. So what is he doing? He's 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 got to reinvent himself. Or at least he's got to remind everybody that he's there. The more he he is able to claim, I'm trying to play, and they're keeping me out because. I'm black and because I'm outspoken and so forth. The more he does that, the the, the bigger the uh, activism brand and the victim brand becomes for Colin Kaepernick. And that means the more money that he can cash in on, the more money that he can generate from uh, all of his activism. So this is a massive cash grab and an attempt to continue to destroy the United States uh, and, the, and the glorious republic that she is by declaring it to be oppressively racist against people like him. So Kaepernick is back in the news, and uh, you need to know exactly why. All right, I've got a ton more stories to get to, obviously, this morning. We're jam-packed uh, with uh, with great information, and fortunately, we have three hours to share it with you today. Thanks for being with us. Quick time out. Right back on Always Right. Time listener, um, hopefully second call for the air. There was a passage in the Kamala Harris speech recently that was talking about sovereignty of borders for the NATO nations. It's very interesting that they're worried about sovereignty of borders in countries outside the U.S. and not so worried about their own sovereign borders in this nation. Uh, Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. That's John in Brunswick who left that message for us at alwaysright.us. Uh, John, have you ever heard such a racist comment in your entire life? John, you should be ashamed of yourself. How dare you criticize and condemn Kamala Harris for being concerned about the borders of other countries, but ignoring the border that she is supposed to be in charge of securing? She was named Border Czar, and we have had record numbers of crossings of illegal aliens, illegal drug traffickers, the drugs that they traffic, gang members, uh, and and human traffickers. Literally record numbers of all of the above in the last year plus of the Biden administration. And how dare you expect Kamala Harris to do something about that? You obviously must be a racist, right, Sonny Hostin? What it is is that they constantly question the qualifications of black women, and that's why people are saying that she's unprepared. And oh, I disagree. I think she's you a can very disagree, but that's woman. the truth of it. And so this is based in racism. This is based in misogyny, and we're talking about a woman <laughs> that has extensive experience um, abroad. And I, I think this is just much ado about nothing. I mean, we didn't talk about Vice President. Pence's, uh, the right didn't talk about his handling of the COVID ep- epidemic, which I think, or the AIDS epidemic, which I think led to, you know. Wait. Wait, what? Wait, what? Kamala Harris's completely unprepared remarks at interview after interview and news conference after news conference, Kamala Harris's inability to form coherent thoughts and to do anything other than toss word salads and to do anything other than embarrass herself by giggling like crazy at inappropriate things means that Mike Pence is responsible for thousands and thousands of COVID deaths and, did you hear her, AIDS deaths? Wait, what? 
Did she really just say that? She did. We didn't talk about Vice President Pence's, uh, the right didn't talk about his handling of the COVID ep- epidemic, which I think. Or did the you know, epidemic, which did I- you know that Mike Pence was responsible for COVID? And he was in, in the response to it? Did you know that? And did you know that he was responsible for AIDS too? It led to, you know, thousands and thousands of deaths. She is prepared. She is seasoned. Um, abroad, she, she gets wonderful marks across the board. But this is just something that I think happens to women and especially black women. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's women and it's black women that, that get uh, held accountable for their ignorance and their embarrassing poor performances. And this is incredible. By the way, she, she, uh, she what? She gets high marks abroad, across the board. In foreign countries, they are very impressed by her. High marks across the board. It's only here in racist, misogynist America that she gets made fun of and that she is criticized. Gee, I'm old enough to remember that four days ago, (laughs) four days ago, uh, the former ambassador in Ukraine, I believe it was the ambassador in Ukraine, who actually said that um, it would be a disaster if Kamala Harris was ever our president. Or tragedy was the word. Here, yeah, it was a former Zelensky spokesperson. Beg your pardon, I found it. Former spokesperson for Ukrainian President Zelensky said it would be a tragedy if uh, Kamala Harris were ever to win the presidency in reaction to a video of her speaking at a press conference. It would be a tragedy if this woman won the presidency. Uh, uh, Yulia Mendel said, or Mendel said on Thursday in a since deleted tweet, because of the embarrassment that she, 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 you know, she brings. Yeah, high marks across the board, right, Sonny? I guess that Ukrainian is just a racist. That's all it is. Jim Jordan joins us next, AM 1420 The Answer. What it is, is that they constantly question the qualifications of black women, and that's why people are saying that she's unprepared. And oh, that. I disagree. I think she's You can disagree, but that's woman. the truth of it. And so- that's all that it is. It's, it's black women, it's color, and it's sex. It's not competency or embarrassment. No, no, not at all. Let's, let's send her to represent the United States on the world stage at what could be the beginning of something as serious as World War III. Brilliant maneuver. 9.37, we continue now on a Monday, and thanks for being with us. Let's welcome Congressman Jim Jordan back to our program as he joins us each and every Monday. Congressman, good to have you back. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Bob. Good to be with you. Did you have a good weekend? I did. I did. We got to see our uh, youngest son and his wife and give a speech over in, for, uh, over in Indiana for a colleague, so uh, it's all nice. good. Very good, very good. Well, How while you were you? while you How were you? oh busy, busy, we were at the Right to Life, Cleveland Right to Life. I emceed the event uh, both Friday and Saturday, oh, Fif- fifteen hours each day. You got to come by there one of these years. 
Yeah, you got to come by there. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing experience. the 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 pro life movement in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, is super super strong and getting stronger. So, um, and this might be there. We finally reverse Roe, but I don't want to talk about that right yeah. now. Let's yeah. let's talk about the matters at hand, Congressman Jordan. Um, I, sure. I played that clip there at the beginning because. You know, it is it is as serious as it sounds when I say, I'm not being melodramatic or hyperbolic when I say that we're talking about potentially the tipping point here of World War III. It's not just what Putin is doing in Ukraine. Uh, you know, he is threatening other NATO nations. And as a matter of fact, uh, you know, he, uh, President Zelensky is telling NATO nations, you know, uh, if you aren't careful here and don't give us some air support here and missiles start hitting NATO soil, you're going to have to get involved in here, even though we're not part of NATO. And that could launch something much much bigger and as you know china is watching very closely to see what our mm-hmm. response is no, it's serious. It's and, serious. Yeah, yeah and 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 our response isn't serious because our response is to send that giggling buffoon over there to not know where she is or what she's there for and 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 i don't know how that projects the strength on the world stage that we once projected well for the last four years right right no that's the biggest concern because you answer you know the answer to your question it doesn't project strength and that's that's the problem and i would argue and we've talked about this before that's why we're in the situation we're in and and why unfortunately this terrible thing has happened to the ukrainian people um yeah i, I don't get it um you know what was it a week or so ago she talked about well russia is a big country ukraine's a smaller country they're in europe and you know that and it's like <laughs> you know stop stop treating us like second graders we we can we can we can see that for goodness sake so um, I just feel like there's been so many things that the Biden administration has done wrong. Um, this is dangerous and, and scary, but it shouldn't surprise us because what have they done right in what now, 14 months of, uh, of being in, in control of the government? Yeah, well, and, and we talk about that, obviously, all the time, all of the different things that have gone wrong, and I look for some positive development, and I, and I, I'm like you, I can't really find one, but it's, 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 it's particularly frightening in this particular case because of who, uh, you know, what she's representing. In fact, I, I've been yeah. saying this for a while now when I talk to you that I'm so concerned about the state of our military, which is more concerned with pronouns than, than preparedness. Um, that we better not get into a war. Our State Department, our di- diplomatic efforts better be top-notch, because if it ever comes down to fighting, I don't know that we're going to be in a position to to be successful. And so here's the diplomacy, this State Department well, and that <clears throat> vice president. Yeah, no, I, I'm worried about the diplomacy. I, I will tell you this. I think our, our, our men and women in uniform are the best in the world. I do have concerns about the folks at the top of the military who are pushing this uh, – you know, the CRT and, and the, you know, we would name your pronouns and all that kind of baloney. Uh, we should be focused on and making sure our, our, our troops are ready to go. I think that the rank and file, just like I think, just like I think in, in the FBI, the rank and file agents, I mean, we've had, we've had whistleblowers come forward to give us information. I think the rank and file agents are good. It's the people at the top, the folks in Washington that typically screw things up. And frankly, I, I think you're, 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 we, we've seen that time and time again with various agencies. So, um, that's my big concern. Um, but yeah, this is as serious as it gets. You need serious people doing serious diplomacy like we had with Mike Pompeo, the President uh, Trump's administration. And I just don't see it now because we've talked about this as well. The same people running the, the, the State Department and foreign policy now are the ones who were there with who gave us Benghazi and handled it during Obama. It, it, it's Victoria Newland, it's Wendy Sherman, it's Bill Burns, it's Susan Rice, it's Jake Sullivan, it's the same crowd, uh, Tony Blinken, it's the same crowd of people. And of course, now we add to that mix. Uh, Vice President 
Well, uh, Harris. And we have to add to that mix, of course, as well, the point man in the Iran nuclear negotiations, John Kerry, who is still pretty yeah. much making his own decisions, kind of running his own foreign policy there. And as we know, uh, getting back into an Iran nuclear deal is going to be disastrous for the United States and for Israel, among others. Uh, and they're allowing, the Iranians are allowing the Russians... Uh, to to bull double duty here, the Russians are in one hand they're they're invading Ukraine, a sovereign nation, killing and destroying innocent people and bombing civilians, and then they're also negotiating on behalf of Iran with the United States and putting together a new version of the JCPOA, uh, and and all while all the while, Congressman Jordan, an Iranian missile was fired, fired yeah. near a U.S. consulate in Iraq. No, you can't make this up. Though. So an Iranian missile gets fired near the Iranian consulate in in, in Iraq. And, and supposedly the Biden administration, supposedly they're trying to to go back into this agreement with Iran, back in the Iran deal. And Russia's the enemy. You can't make this up. That is like, what? What are you guys doing? So uh, again, I think here's the good news of, out of it all. Uh, if we can, if we can point to any good news, it's the American people have figured these guys out. The American people understand this administration hasn't done one thing right. They look at their foreign policy. They look at the decisions they're making. They look at the four dollars, five dollar gas depending on what state you live in, they look at all that and they said this this administration has has screwed up everything. And I think and I hope there is a change coming in um, in November. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, and and let's talk about a change that is needed as, as we talk about the legislature. We're talking to Jim Jordan, ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, and also our fourth congressional district representative. Um, I, I want to talk about the bill, the Ukrainian aid bill uh, that was passed in a bipartisan way just a couple of days ago. And I want to talk about what else was in that bill. Um, a number of Republicans did not vote for that bill, arguing that it is not obviously a standalone Ukraine aid bill. Uh, yep. we, now, we now have the return of earmarks back in in uh, uh allowed and available in all legislation that comes before congress which of course is one of the reasons we got into this devastating national debt uh picture that we are in so yep. tell me tell me what was you know behind your vote and uh tell me how you feel about the fact that well, they tied the earmarks into ukrainian uh aid well they tied it all together there's 1.6 yeah it's a big omnibus a big omnibus bill right yeah, and it's going to go. To, it's going to be one bill in the Senate. They made it two in the House because they had the security portion of the bill and the non-security portion of the bill. Um, but but it, it, it all gets merged together when it gets to the Senate. So it's one big ugly bill with, as you said, now earmarks. What what, what what's being called congressionally directed spending, uh, better known as better known as earmarks. <laughs> the the yeah. big takeaway. The big takeaway I had was, tell me what they did to fix the border problem in that bill. They didn't do anything. In fact, it made it worse. The bill made it worse because it sent a bunch of money for CIS agents, but but these agents aren't going to stop people from coming over. They're just going to process the people who are entering illegally faster. That's what. So it didn't do anything to address the inflation problem. You he said that in the State of the Union. Remember, you and yeah, I talked he, about it. He said right, that in the State of right. the Union. Exactly. So it, it's not helping the border problem. It's not going to help the inflation. You spend one point six trillion dollars more, you're, you're going to you're going to exacerbate the inflation problem. So it's going to hurt the inflation problem. I didn't see anything in this bill that's going to help with the, with the crime situation. Didn't see anything, maybe most importantly, that's going to help with the energy situation in our country as well. So so the big problems in our country, crime, energy, the border and inflation, nothing in the bill was going to help those things. And I would argue in many ways it was going to exacerbate the already 
terrible situation we have with each of those issues. Well, you might be at odds, Congressman Jordan, with the uh, Speaker of the House when you say that. And I'm going to play a clip here. Uh, that is, It's not the best microphone that she was on. It's uh, kind of staticky and hard to understand, but I think you'll get the gist, and I want your response to this. $20 over 20 years is saved. So when we're having this discussion, it's important to dispel some of those who say, well, it's the government spending. No, it isn't. The government spending is doing exact reverse, reducing the national debt. It is not inflationary. So if you couldn't make that out all the way, and for our listeners... Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, just said that this trillion-dollar spending bill and others like it are not adding to the national debt and, in fact, are doing the opposite. It decreases the national <laughs> She said that. You heard her. It decreases the national debt, Congressman Jordan, and it's not inflationary. Yeah, just like Joe Biden said that, you know, inflation was transitory, inflation was temporary. Then he told us if we spend a couple trillion bucks, it's going to help inflation. I mean, you, you you can't believe that the, the statements are coming. And everyone knows that that statement, spending trillions of dollars, is going to help inflation. Everyone, like, what? No one believes that statement has got any common sense. But this is this. She is said it literally Democrat. lowers the national debt. So I'm looking at that debt yeah. clock, which what? anybody can find online, and I'm looking for it to start going in reverse because because yeah. of the spending. But and I don't see it yet. I mean, where yeah. am I missing it or yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, addition is really subtraction. I guess that's that's what she's saying. Addition is really subtraction. Uh, even though in second grade you learned that that was that those are two different things. So, um, I, I mean, I, again, this is Nancy Pelosi. This is Democrats. Uh, like I said earlier, the American people have long figured this out. Um, that that you you can't you can't you can't buy into the crazy things that you hear from uh, from from the other side. Some members of your party back to Ukraine uh, are in you know because we're all trying to figure out exactly what impact uh, what happens there is going to have on us here at home. Uh, you know, in terms of pricing, in terms of energy, in terms of everything else that is uh, that is shipped because of energy costs and fuel costs. But um, with respect to turning turning back the Russian advances, which could extend and expand this thing, President Zelensky said, um, we need you to come and patrol our air. We need you to close our airspace off to these people, or else it's only going to get worse. A couple of members of your party that I've just heard recently, including Lindsey Graham and uh, 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 Kinzinger, who's, we know what he is, but uh, but he is a Republican, they have said Zelensky's right. They're essentially calling for us to provide air support, either through our own pilots or at least providing the jets that could be flown to provide that air support in defiance of the Russian advance. Where where do you stand on that? Well, no, I, we've talked about this too, but I think we got to be real careful um, about uh, any any type of direct engagement now with with uh, with Russia. So, look, we need to help Ukraine. What's happened to them is as, as wrong as wrong can be. Um, we, we, their, their, their heroism and, and frankly, the leadership from, from President Zelensky, an example he has set for his people, I think is just tremendous. But, um, we gotta, we, we can help them with, with humanitarian aid. We can help them. Europe should be helping them for goodness sake. This is in Europe. Uh, and, and weapons that we've sent there that, that President Trump sent, javelin missiles. And that, that's all good. But I think we gotta be real careful about the, the step that some of my colleagues are talking about. I think it's a minority of our colleagues are talking in, in that, in that way. Uh, and I and I think that's that's um, we got to be we got to be extremely careful about this. Remember, we 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 stood looking at the Soviet Union for, you know, from from the end of World War II all the way until what 1989, 1990, 1991, uh, when when the Berlin Wall fell, and um, never directly engaged with the Soviet Union like you would if you have American fighter pilots engaging with Russian fighter pilots. We never did that during the entire time it was the Soviet Union, and they even came to Cuba. 
for goodness sake, and uh, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis that that uh, President Kennedy and our government navigated uh, some 50 years ago. So uh, 60 years ago, excuse me. So mm-hmm. I think we got to be really careful about uh, about what some are suggesting. Does that calculus change at all, Congressman? If, as the uh, uh, as President Zelensky said, that if a Russian missile falls on NATO territory, which he says is inevitable, if we don't help them, quote, close the sky, if a NATO territory is hit by a Russian missile at all, does that does that change everything? Well, I mean, again, we, you know, we don't, we don't want to get into the hypotheticals here, but we, we have, have to though. With, can they, I kind of have we, to? We got agreement. We, we we got agreements with with uh, uh, fellow NATO uh, allies and, and with you know the the, the treaty with NATO. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll I think we'll evaluate that if, when when circumstances if and when circumstances change. But all I'm saying is I think it's we got to be we got to help Ukraine, but we also got to be really sensitive and really careful about uh, what that help looks like. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree, but I I I'm sure that in the Pentagon, and I'm sure that in uh, uh, in the Oval Office, and I'm sure in in a lot of congressional offices, there are contingency plans being worked out uh, that say mm-hmm. if this happens, then this; if that happens, then this. These are our potential oh, sure. responses. That, and if I mean, that, because that, of our alliance that, in NATO, if a, if a NATO country is hit and that NATO country wants you know to to do something about it, we are obligated to. And that changes that changes the the calculus. I, I, I mean, I understand, I understand that, and, and let's let's hope that, you know, that's why you have a Joint Chief of Staff, that's why you have the Secretary of Defense, and you have these, these smart people who, who are looking at this. Let's hope, in fact, that's happening. I assume it is, um, and I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, but we want to wait and see what all those situations, what, what that looks like. Uh, yeah, I, I concur, and we, we certainly can't jump the gun on it. I'm just wondering what the uh, response could be or should be should that happen. Last last thing, um, you know, we have not talked in any depth uh, about COVID now, probably in a few different conversations, uh, and it's because I think herd immunity is reached, and uh, everybody knows that. Omicron came through, it's very mild, and it came through, and it was so highly infectious, it really gave a ton of people the protection that they need now. So all of the mask mandates, or the vast majority of them, are being lifted and so forth. But, Congressman, I just want to ask you about this. The CEO of Pfizer came out yesterday and declared yeah, a fourth that. booster or a fourth <laughs> shot and a second booster is necessary because of the waning effectiveness of the first. Is this not just a pure profit grab at this point by uh, the cartel known as Pfizer? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean who knows? Uh, I mean, it, it sure makes you wonder. Um, what I, what I do know is that we haven't seen Fauci in I don't know how long, uh, and thank goodness that, you know, so many of these mandates are now gone and we can get back to freedom. Um, and I also know that just about everything Fauci told us turned out to be the real misinformation. I mean, I think we've done this before, but, but, you know, I, I call them the nine, the nine, nine, nine misstatements or, you know, things that they told us that were wrong. And they, first of all, Biden told us he had a plan. He obviously didn't. Uh, Biden told us he'd never impose a mandate. Well, he did, so much so the Supreme Court had to say it was unconstitutional. Uh, they said it didn't come from a lab, it wasn't gain of function, and we didn't pay for it. Those three things look like they're all false. They said the vaccinated couldn't get it. They said the vaccinated can't transmit it. They said there's no such thing as natural immunity, and they told us that masks work. So now they're telling us they need a fourth shot. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little skeptical uh, based on everything else they told us that turned out not to be so accurate. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But let's uh, let's hope that we're done with this stuff, and uh, we don't we don't ever have these these Democrats take try to take us back to the mandates they put on us for two years. You know, speaking of Dr. Fauci, um, I don't know how close you are with the FBI, but um, uh, is there any truth to the to the rumor that he's now in the witness protection program? That's why nobody can find him. <laughs> that's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, yeah. well, he, he, we sure haven't seen him. I think it's I think it's all because of the polling. 
the Democrats did that said, oh, the, the country doesn't like this too well. Uh, and Shazam, it literally changed, literally changed overnight. We went from you got to wear a mask to the State of the Union to Shazam, you don't have to do it. And the next day, Joe Biden wore a mask and he took it off and later than that. And by, by the fourth day, he was OK, we're done. We're done wearing masks. So it, it happened pretty darn quick. Uh, but I was driven by the polling. I think they looked at. Well, he's so confused he can't remember on or off and uh, or, or right or left or up or down for crying out loud. But you're right. Yeah, it, it, you know, it is it is very confusing. And Dr. Fauci, who was on every single station, every single show, every single day, has been MIA for a while. And I wonder if he's not in witness protection. Congressman Jordan, thank you for the insights. We appreciate your uh, your candor all the time. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Thank, thank you. Nine fifty three. Time out. Always right. AM fourteen twenty. The answer. President is. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank. Always right with Bob France. A friend in need is a friend indeed. On AM 1420, the answer. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, you almost have no words. You almost have no response for that. Seriously. I am here, standing, here, on the northern flank, uh, the eastern flank. I- I'm, I'm not seated, and I'm on a flank of some kind. Of that you can be certain. I promise you, I'm on a flank of some kind. And um, what I'm doing here, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But you know what? It's probably really, really funny. Whatever it is that I'm here on this flank doing, it- it's going to be really, really funny, I swear. I'm so embarrassed by that. That's why I've asked the question, and I've been getting a lot of great answers already today on alwaysright.us, including down in uh, Texas where I did some radio this morning before we uh, started up here. And I'm asking you, is it fair to criticize Kamala without being accused of racism and sexism the way The View is doing? And people are leaving those messages, and again, it's so easy to do. Uh, all you got to do is go to alwayswrite.us, alwayswrite.us, and you'll see uh, the uh, station logo in the top right. And then you're going to underneath that, you're going to see a red button that says sound off. You enter your name, you enter your email address, and then you click record. And you start recording your message, push send, and it comes right to me, and I will play it on the air. This is what I've been doing all day long, and I got a bunch of great messages over the weekend as well. So uh, I encourage you, and I, uh, and I, and I really want to hear you, and I want to hear what you have to say so I can respond to it on the air. Recognizing the incompetence of a person has nothing to do with their gender or skin color. It's not racist. It's not misogynist. It's just a friggin' fact. That was Albert uh, leaving that message for us. Again, you can put your first and last name, but make sure you put your city down so I know where to identify you as well. Uh, so there's just a ton of, of great opportunities for you to be heard. Live at 216-901-0945 and uh, by way of alwayswrite.us. Leave those messages for us, and I'll uh, continue to play those as the show goes on. i got a great big stack of them here. The only problem is I need you to promise me that you won't use any profanity because i got to preview all of these before I can clear them for air to make sure nobody slips and says something that's going to get us all in trouble. So um, uh, by all means, if you can answer that question, um, is it possible to criticize Kamala Harris without being racist? That's uh, that's the question we have to the ask The qualifications of black women, and that's why people are saying that she's unprepared. And oh, I disagree. I think she's you a You can disagree, but that's woman. the truth of it. 
That's what Sonny Holston said on The Hue. By the way, kudos to Stephanie Grisham on that same episode of The View. She actually, you know, dared to criticize what Kamala was doing. I don't know that it's about her laughing, because I agree. I think that would be very inappropriate, and that that's something that they do to women. I think that she has gone on multiple occasions a little bit underprepared with, with some of the questions that she's been asked. Lester Holt asked her a pretty basic question that she couldn't answer. So I don't know if it's a staff thing. She's not prepared enough, perhaps She's not expecting the questions. I don't know what it is, but I think that's the issue. This is like the fourth or fifth time. Okay. (laughs) A friend in need is a friend indeed. (laughs) Sound off on air. 216-901. She wouldn't stop laughing. Even as he tried to stop talking or start talking. 216-901-0945 on air. Or via sound off button on alwaysright.us. Back after the news. Always right, AM 1420, the answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.